Hello, and thank you for listening to episode 183 of the Just One More Road podcast. I am Dana of Unwind uh, on Ravelry and Instagram, and I'm your host. The knit along sponsor for 6 and 20 for the January February period is Windswept Monique. If you haven't gone and checked out her patterns yet, please do so. She has beautiful shawls, accessories, and sweaters in various sizes, and she is a very great friend of the podcast and my personal friend as well. And I hope that you will go support her. Underway. Lots of things, lots of things. Um, I have, despite the number of things I'm about to tell you about, I've actually been having an arthritis flare in a couple of knuckles in my right hand, and I have not been able to knit as much as I would like. I can knit in short stretches, but after a while it starts kind of hurting, so I've not been doing as much of it as, um, as I would like to. Fortunately, you know, you guys know I'm multi crafty, so I have found other things to occupy my time, but. Um, long story short, um, I've worked a little bit on a lot of things, so I will tell you about them now. First step is my Saldana crop. As you guys that listened to the last episode will remember, I was working on it while we were recording, and it was at a pretty straight period. I'm still in the color work yoke, and it was in a pretty straight period where you basically work one color, and then you switch to another color, and then you work one color like for per row. It's like stripes. And when I got through that section, at the end of my recording, I had a yoke increase section because they're periodically spaced throughout the yoke, and I did not have the right number of stitches, so I started looking back, and I noticed that when I had picked it up, right when I started recording, there was a, one of the colors had been cut, and I don't normally do that, and I thought, well, maybe I did it by accident, maybe Madeline did it, I don't know, because it had been sitting, like, in my bag, but my bag was open, so who knows, although she's never bothered my knitting before, and I don't immediately blame my child for everything, you know, I'm not that type of person, but, you know, you just never know with a four-year-old, and I'm not always the best about leaving my knitting scissors put up, so, you know, it would have been both of our fault, but, it just wasn't right. So I went back and looked and in the bottom of my knitting bag, there was a copy of the chart that I apparently had um, printed out and taken with me to knit night the last time I had worked on it, which was back at the beginning of November. And I had marked farther on that chart than I had on the copy, the PDF copy on my phone, which is usually what I knit from. So I went ahead and ripped out all the work that I had done while I recorded the podcast, which was just, you know, a few rows, but still it's a little dispiriting to rip out like an hour plus of work. And then I tried to go ahead and start working the increase row, but the stitch count was still wrong. So I fortunately was home by myself and had some time and sat there and like really looked at what I had done. And I had messed up several rows prior to that. And It was just a dumb mistake, but it was probably because I was talking and I was at knitting, which I should know better than to take something that requires any real thought to it to knitting, right? Well, I did not apparently follow my own advice on that, so I had to end up ripping out like many, many, many days worth of work. So it was frustrating, but since then I have managed to knit it all back up and I am now 
halfway through the next motif that I should have started. I should have been able to start as soon as I finished recording the podcast. So I am now back where I need to be. It is looking fantastic. I'm really happy with it. It's beautiful. I love my colors that I dyed. But yeah, so basically I lost like three days worth of work. But you know, better to have a sweater that is right than to try to make it work and have it not turn out. Next up in mishaps is my corner to corner scrap blanket which if you follow me on Instagram you'll know that I missed an increase at the end of one row and didn't catch it for two more rows and at this point this it's big so I had to rip out it was about two hours worth of crochet for me because I'm not a super fast crocheter anyway and I stayed up till 2 a.m fixing what I had ripped out because I did not because it's three strands held together I knew that it would turn into an absolute mess if I tried to get up after I had ripped it out so I just stayed up and fixed it and now I'm a few rows past that and I just I've measured it and I've paid attention to like you know about how big I want it and and it was it's really beautiful. I love it. I think I have about another 15 rows to put on it while I'm still increasing before it gets to be the width that I would like. Because right now, of course, it's a triangle. And um, as soon as it gets to the width that I would like, I'm going to start the decreasing section. So I know I'm well over my 200 grams of scrap yarn, using 200 grams of scrap yarn in the first quarter for January to March for Crafty Bingo. That was one of my goals. So I'm really happy that I've done as much as I have on it and I've used up a bunch of minis, but of course I still have a ton left and I have a bunch of scraps left. And I am really happy that I decided to make this project. Um, somebody on Instagram made a joke that I was making a handmade weighted blanket. And yeah, that's true facts, y'all. <laughs> like, it's so heavy. But it's really pretty. And I love watching different color combinations occur just naturally because of, of the minis that I'm using. Um, so I'm probably going to have some really awesome colorway ideas when I start dyeing yarn again pretty soon. So that's exciting. Um, so this is kind of like a hybrid where the wild things are in underway because I'm going to tell you guys a little bit of a story. So Chris and I were talking back at the end of January and, um, you know, we really want to take Madeline to the beach again this year. She loves the beach. Um, Chris and I love the beach. She's been to the beach twice. Um, although when we went to Hilton Head, she did not, uh, she did spend some time on the beach. Um, but you know, it was the Atlantic. We really like the Gulf. I grew up going to the Atlantic, but now that I've been going to the Gulf, cause it's actually faster to go to the Gulf where we live than it is to go to the Atlantic. So we really love the Gulf. And, um, we, you know, we took her to Panama city last summer and she, she's just obsessed with, with the beach. She loves the beach. She's definitely my kid. And despite how much she looks like her daddy. So, um, we started talking about it and I started pricing some things and we were able to get a really fantastic deal on a condo in Sanibel Island in Florida. We're going to be going for a full week and we are going to be flying, which this will be Madeline's very first airplane ride. Um, if you're a long time listener, you'll remember me talking about we were supposed to go to Italy two summers ago and that didn't work out because um, Chris ended up not having to go for work, which in the long run was a blessing in disguise. So she's still not been on an airplane. Um, she'll be five when we go. So she, you know, got a little bit more age on her, which I think will make travel a little easier. Um, she does not know 
that we are going, we are not going to tell her until the week before because she will get fixated on it and will drive us crazy. <laughs> so I, uh, I'm really excited about this trip. Uh, I think it's going to be amazing. She loves hunting for seashells and she thought the shells at Panama City were amazing and they were mostly broken. She's going to go crazy at Sanibel because Sanibel is known for seashells. So we're going to have a great time, I know. But all of that to say that I am currently knitting on a top to take with us on vacation because y'all know it takes me forever to get anything done. Um, and I want to be sure that I have at least one or two spring summer tops that I can take with me when we go. This first one is called the Shelly Summer Top. And I'm going to pull up my project page because I don't want to misquote what this is. It is by Nancy Ricci. Ricci, Ricci, R-I-C-C-I. It is a paid for pattern on Ravelry. It is $6, I believe. And I, uh, I do have it, this linked in the show notes. I found someone who was de-stashing a uh, four skeins of brown sheep cotton fleece in a really beautiful blue. The color is called um, Blue Paradise. And I love this yarn. This is actually one of my very favorite sweater yarns to use. It's 80% uh, cotton and 20% merino. So it is washable. Um, I prefer to hand wash it always. But um, it is a really, really fun, yeah, it's a hand wash, hand wash yarn. But I mean, you could wash it on gentle, it would probably be fine. Um, but I really like the hand of it. And with as humid and as hot as it gets where we live, um, and of course, we'll be at the beach. I really like um, this type of yarn for that. I cannot knit with straight cotton just because it hurts my hands. But this has enough of the spring of the wool to make it comfortable to work with for me. So I am knitting this top. It is a really simple top. Um, it is a feather and fan pattern. And you basically just knit two rectangles and seam them together at the shoulders and the sides. So I'm knitting the longer version um, because I don't know what I'm going to wear it with. And I don't want to knit a cropped version and then have to try to find a, a sweater at the last minute. I mean, a, a dress at the last minute. And I don't know if I'll just wear it with shorts or if I'll wear it over a dress. Like, I don't know. But this is, I'm just trying to cover the bases with the most um, easiest to blend into my current wardrobe. So that's what I'm working on. Um, I did swatch last night. I did get stitch gauge, but row gauge I'm off by a little bit. So I'm probably going to have to add about three repeats to the front and the back to get it to the length that I want. But you know what? That's cool. I don't care. That's totally fine by me. Um. So yeah, I'm really excited about this. It's going to be very pretty. It's a really just beautiful blue. Um, the color on my project page is correct if you want to go look at it. I also have started my 2020 NICU noggins, which if you're a longtime listener of the podcast or a participant at Into the Wool Fiber Retreat, you will know that we do a knit along every year, a combined knit along between the retreat and my podcast for uh, NICU hats to be donated to the T.C. Thompson Children's Hospital NICU here in Chattanooga. And last year we did 1,100 hats between the podcast and the retreat. And that was amazing because it gave them enough hats where they can supply enough NICU hats to the main campus's NICU at Thompson and also at Erlanger East at their NICU. So that was amazing. I am so proud of everybody who participated, and I want to make sure that this year we do just as well. So the other day I went to Joanne, 
and I purchased three balls of the Lion Brand Mandala Thick and Quick, which they are color change yarns. This is bulky weight. I've never worked with the bulky weight version, but the colors in the bulky weight just really appealed to me. They had them buy two, get the third ball for free, and they also had a 20% off coupon on the app. So I'm not sure if those deals are still available at this moment of as of recording, but they were on Friday. So if you're looking for some yarn and want to make some fun Nikki hats, I personally really like working for the Mandala Cakes because the color changes are very entertaining and they usually have longer yardage so you can work from the same one for more time and you know you get a whole bunch of colors out of just one one ball which is really fun so i bought three different color the three different um colorways the one that i'm working with right now is rainbow and then i bought one that was like mostly pastels and then i bought one that was mostly blues since we do get a lot of girly color hats um the they were the little uh, the blues one was a little bit more masculine but you know they're babies they don't care <laughs> so i am working on that i don't know how many i'm going to be able to get out of this ball um this is only 87 yards but of course it doesn't take a whole lot of stitches to make a nick you had out of bulky weight yarn so i um will update you guys on how that works out but if you are um if you are moved to knit NICU hats i would love it I'm going to be collecting them then um, I will combine them with the retreat, the retreat NICU hats and we will take them on the Monday after the retreat is over. So um, yes, I would love it if you guys would, would make some hats too. If you're not an attendee, if you are an attendee, you earn into the wool points for every hat. You earn a point for every hat that you knit. So get on it because it gets pretty competitive, but it's a really fantastic way to front load your points for, um, for the uh, the grand prizes at the end. I also cast on a pair of socks since I recorded last, which it feels like I've cast on like all this stuff, but I I went back and looked and I've not recorded. It was like 16 days ago when I recorded. So I guess technically it's not all that crazy that I started all this stuff in that amount of time. Um, the car, the socks are my car line knitting. Um, I'm using some yarn that um, I got from a friend. She is a, uh, she's returning to the retreat this year for the first time. I'm super excited. Um, her name is Amanda and her old dye label was called the color wheel. And she had done, uh, this was called an end of the day and it was just random dye, whatever she had left. She dyed into the self-striping. So they go from brown to orange to pretty much the color of my Shelly top, um, like a, a turquoise to a, I'll call it blurple because it's pretty much what it is. It's like a bluey purple, dark violet, um, a sky blue, and then pink. So I uh, I actually took a picture of a whole bunch of different skeins of yarn that I had uh, considered for my first pair of socks for this year. Sent a picture to Tiffany and I let Tiffany pick which ones I was going to make. But they're really fun. I knew I wanted to do self-striping. Um, and I one of my crafty bingo goals is to make four pairs of adult socks this year. That could be anybody. So these are for me. And I don't know how long I'm going to make the leg. Um, I'm further along than my picture appears um, on on Ravelry. But um, I think I may put the heel in pretty soon. Um, and I'm going to do my normal short row garter stitch heel because that's my favorite. Uh, but yeah, other than that, yeah, I'm just kind of winging it and having fun with it. Last but not least, I did start a pair of end paper mitts. And let me grab my yarn ball bands here. 
have a child, this might be a time to send them off to get a drink or do something else um, because the names of these yarns are probably not for children. But they are by Countess of Blaze, which she is a UK dyer out of Manchester, England. I really like her. She is a straight shooter. She dyes beautiful yarn. Her bases are different from what a lot of us dye here in the U.S., so um, it's always fun to work with her stuff. And um, so basically these two, these two colorways were sold, I think it was two years ago, because um, a local business contacted her and asked her if she would be willing to come to their pub and do an event and basically told her it would be great for her exposure and offered to serve some cheap food along with her coming there and doing, I guess, like a trunk show or something. And she got really angry because it was a very patronizing, um, hateful email. And she posted it. This is all on the internet for you to go look at it if you want to look at it. And so she wrote them an email back and told them um, if she wanted exposure, she'd get her tits out. <laughs> so she died a colorway called If I Want Exposure, I'll Get My Tits Out. And then she dyed another colorway that went with it that said shit tea and tray bake, which was what the other business offered to provide to people that came to her event at their business. So she gave a huge amount of profits from both of these to a charity that benefited women who were trying to get back into the workforce out of, out of, um, after an absence. So I bought these because I'm a big believer that um, women-owned businesses should not be treated this way. Um, a lot of people treat women-owned businesses like they are doing us a favor by asking us to give them stuff for free, which is BS. You know that. Um, most people know that. We are perfectly capable of running our businesses without somebody um, talking down to us and treating us like we are not um, like they're doing us a favor <laughs> by by uh, giving us exposure. Um, I feel like if you have a good business and you're very, um, if you have a good business and you're, you're, you're good at consistent customer service and following up and providing consistently excellent product, then your business will speak for itself. And your growth may not be as fast as someone who pays for exposure, but it will still be a good, you know, you'll, you'll grow at a manageable rate. Um, this is the way that I've run unwind the entire time that I've, I've been a dyer and it's the way that I run my color street business as well. So, um, anyway, I'm making in paper mitts out of these two colorways together because one of them is really bright, like hot pink, purple, orange, super vibrant. That's the, um, exposure one and then the tea and bake one is um like a taupey tan and it has little specks of fun colors and some brown so i'm making some in paper mitts to be honest this pattern is moving extremely slowly for me and the reason for that is um the pattern has been archived on the internet and I have not gotten around to creating a PDF out of it so that I can pull it up on my phone and can cross off the, um, the charting on the fair aisle um, easily. Back when I tried, I tried to knit this before and I can't remember why, but I ended up ripping them out. And um, this is like a really great color combination and I do want these, but I'm just not in a place right now where I can do a whole lot of tiny 
fingering Wayfair Isle on sock needles and uh, be able to work on that with any consistency. So that may be a longer term project. But anyway, thanks for listening to my little story. And uh, I'm sorry if I offended anybody. You know, I try to keep this as family friendly as possible. But I did want to explain the colorway names in case you went on my page and were like, what on earth? <laughs> so, um, concluded. Nothing since last time. I've, made, I've just made, been making a ton of progress on all my whips. Um, well, not a ton, but I've been making some progress on my whips. You know, it can't always be tons of, of FOs. And y'all know I'm busy, so... It is what it is. Incoming. I am planning as of right now to stick with my whips for what, you know, for the foreseeable future. But y'all know me. That could change. If I see something that I think is really cool, I may go ahead and cast it on. You just don't know about me. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I may end up trying to knit at least a new shop sample or two before my next show in April. But... I don't know yet. We'll, we'll just see. I guess you guys will have to just wait and find out. Maker's moment. I, it, when I can't knit because my hands hurt, I've been blinging cups because that has not hurt my hands. I've had so much fun doing this. I just, my most recent finish is a cup for my Color Street team co-leader, Stephanie. She does not know about this, so, uh, but she follows me on Instagram, so I can't post it on Instagram. So you'll have to go on Ravelry to see it. I have linked it in the show notes. Um, it is in my Crafty Bingo pictures on my Crafty Bingo project page. So you can go there and look at it. Um, I'm a super huge fan. My skill has increased so much because I took a class, an online class, from a lady in the bling group that I hang out in on Facebook. And I have learned so much, and they are... Um, they're really fun to make and they're fun to make well, like they, um, they're very, um, it's a very methodical process and I really enjoy things like that. I also made another friend's belated Christmas present. I am not going to tell you guys too much about that because I'm pretty sure she listens, but that is going to be hitting the mail tomorrow. I'm working on a coffee mug right now as a team incentive for my Color Street team. Um, I should be finished with it tonight. I, Basically, I've done the whole cup except for the handle and around the words that I put on it. So, I still have to finish that part. And next up is a new water cup for me. I've already prepped it, got my decals on it, Mod Podged it, and it's ready to go. I just have to pull the stones that I'm going to use and start it. So, exciting! I've been making a few shirts, too. I made a fun new Harry Potter sweatshirt. Um, you know, it's just... <laughs> You have to be careful when you're using any kind of, of trademarked thing. And I, I basically, I found, I found a design that I like and I made it, but I, um, will never be selling any kind of thing that, especially on the internet, because I like having a house and Warner Brothers is very litigious. So, um, but I'm really happy with this and I've made a couple of other shirts, um, I did buy the SVG for a logo for one of my favorite new shows, Letterkenny. Well, it's new to me, not new to anybody else. Um, it's on Hulu. It's funny. Not safe for kids, but if you like some uh, ridiculous quick banter, <laughs> it's a pretty awesome show. Um, made that. Um, made just like some random shirts. Made Madeline a couple more shirts. It's just been fun. Um, I tend to only turn the heat press on when I have like four or five things to make. 
Um, but you know, I'm, I'm enjoying having it. And I love the fact that my office is so clean. Like I cleaned my office up, got it, it threw away a ton of stuff, gave away a bunch of stuff. And now my office is like really clean and nice and it looks good again. So it's making me feel good. And I feel like that's something important to having a good creative space in your head is having a nice organized space. Um, I also am getting ready to gut my closet um, because I feel like my life is too cluttered. My house is too cluttered, therefore my life is too cluttered. So I'm going to be doing a big Goodwill donation this month. <laughs> but uh, that's actually on the docket for this afternoon is I'm going to start my closet. In my ears... I finished The Goldfinch by Donna Tartt, which is what I was talking to you guys about last time. Wow, what a ride. Um, there are a lot of parts of it that I found extremely difficult to listen to. It is definitely not a book that I would recommend for children or young people. Um, there are several things in it that I would consider triggers. If you look it up online, um, I'm sure you'll be able to find information about what would be considered triggering. Um Drug use, abuse, um, PTSD-related stuff. Um, yeah, anyway, it's a great book. Beautifully written. You can totally see why it got uh, awards, but I, um, I would be very careful recommending it unless um, whoever is wanting to read it does some research first. Or if I know their history well enough to know whether or not they might be triggered by something in it. But... Anyway, um, do your research, and if you think it sounds good, then read it, because it is definitely a very good book. I'm currently listening to the third book in the study series by Maria V. Snyder. Um, one of my friends and Color Straight teammates, Christy, recommended The Poison Study, which is the first book in the series. She actually gifted it to me on Audible. It was so awesome of her. And I read that one, and then I read the second book, which is Magic Study, and I am in the middle of the third book, which is Fire Study. I am really enjoying those. Um, they're a kind of fantasy, you know, um, not our reality type of books. Just really cool. Um, the, the main character is flawed yet interesting, and I really like her like she seems like somebody I would I would think was was cool in person so I've liked that um I did uh, start a book called My Friend Anna by Rachel Deloche Williams it was one that had been on my radar for a while I got an hour and a half into it and I just hated the main character um which is not Anna it's uh Rachel the author it's a memoir of this girl that swindled her and she was like a modern con artist that had pretended to be a German heiress. And like the, the main character is just stupid. Like that sounds awful, but it was a waste of my time. I just, I don't want to soldier through a book just because I bought it. And the one great thing about Audible is if you don't like a book for any reason, you can exchange it. So I went ahead and returned it and uh, I'm going to get a different book. So uh, any new finds you want to recommend, let me know about that. And as always, I want to, well, not as always, but I do want to mention that uh, the links in that section are Audible, I mean, not Audible, sorry, Amazon Associates links. So if you click on them and then make a purchase, whether it's that item or 
something different in the same browser session, then I will receive a small payment for um, a small commission on whatever you buy, but it doesn't cost you anything to use the links. If you use my links when you go to Amazon to purchase, I um, it, it helps me out with podcast fees and shipping fees and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I do appreciate you doing that. Where the wild things are, uh, we will find out by the end of this week where Madeline got into kindergarten. I am super, super nervous about it. Um, the, the number one school that we really wanted, it, they've, they're kind of in turmoil right now because they're trying to decide what they're going to do about the building because the building is old and it's historic, but it's not registered as historic. If they get it registered to historic as historic, they'll be limited on the type of repairs that they can do, but the county really doesn't have the money to be able to do everything that the building needs. The other option is to sell it to a private company and let that private company be in charge, but then, you know, they'll be at the mercy of somebody else. So I don't know what they're going to do. Um, I just hope my child still gets in there. Like, I don't care really what happens with the building as long as it's not falling down around their ears, but... You know, I just want my child in that school. And we actually were having dinner out the other night. Chris and I had Valentine's Day on Friday night. And it was just serendipitous. We ended up, while we were waiting on our table, sitting in this waiting area. And we ended up striking up a conversation with this family that was there. And it was parents and their adult daughter. And the uh, they just sang the praises of this school. And I just keep hearing amazing things. So I just hope that this is a, a sign that... Things are going to work out. I really hope so. I mean, I would be fine with the number two or number three choice as well, but we really just want number one. And as far as convenience for taking her to school for Chris, because he's the one who takes her, the number one pick would really be the best for our family. So if uh, thoughts and prayers are welcome <laughs> in that. Also, um, I signed her up for youth soccer. She is super excited. She's going to be playing a 10-week session of an hour a week and basically learning about soccer and about the different positions and about ball handling and teamwork and we are really excited about it they do have pretty much almost year-round programs with this um, the association that does it so if she loves it we're going to have the ability to keep her in it her jersey actually arrived today and she is so cute in it like she wanted to immediately put it on so um, we we let her try it on Last in this uh, this segment, uh, so as I said, we had our Valentine's Day on Friday night because um, actual Valentine's Day weekend, my in-laws are busy all weekend and we didn't have a sitter. So we decided to go ahead and do our Valentine's Day. And so she spent the night with them on Friday night. Well, the weather forecast was clear. And then when we got up yesterday morning, Saturday morning, it was snowing like crazy and the roads were completely covered and it was just nuts because I mean we don't really get snow like that here we have not had snow that had any accumulation over an inch since um, 2015 around this time so it has been five years we just really don't get that here and um, so my husband was devastated because this was her first real snow and he really wanted her here so that he could go play with her in the snow. And she wasn't here. So he went out and built a snowman by himself. <laughs> 
and he built a massive one so that it would last because it did actually get warm enough yesterday that uh, 90% of the snow is gone. But our snowman is still in the backyard. He uh, looks like he's contemplating his fate. He's looking at the ground now, <laughs> but he's very large. He was um, almost four feet tall. <laughs> he was a big boy. But uh, anyway, so he... Uh, he was devastated, but she was with my in-laws and they got snow where they live too. And, um, she ended up, the next door neighbor has a son, um, who is really sweet with Madeline and he ended up, um, building a snowman with her. So she did get to go out in the snow, but yeah, she didn't have any of her gear with her. Like it was a mess. They had to like double layer her clothes and then put gar, <laughs> they put trash bags over her shoes, which was my suggestion. It actually really worked. Her shoes didn't get wet. But, you know, if she'd been here, she would have had more appropriate gear. So, <laughs> anyway, hopefully we'll have another snow before the end of the, the winter and she will be here for it. Um, and I know the kids in this area are so disappointed because it's obviously, it's gone. So, we're not, they're not going to get out of school. <laughs> Sad panda. All right. Into the Wool 2020. Sign-ups started on February 1st and so far we have all but seven spots filled. So if you, as of this recording, so if you are interested in coming, there are still a few spots available. Once those fill, we will go to a wait list. In prior years, everyone on the wait list has always been offered a spot. So if you hear this much later, don't hesitate to sign up because it is still a possibility that you might get in. The cost is $400 a person and includes uh, eight meals, uh, which is your dinner on Thursday night, all meals on Friday and Saturday, and your breakfast on Sunday. It includes your room. It includes snacks and drinks for the weekend. All of your activities, including any classes that you may decide to take. Um, your awesome, awesome goodie bag. A t-shirt and entrance to our attendee-only vendor market. So, we will, we hopefully will end up filling up this year. Um, we've got a lot of new people that are coming. So if you don't know anybody, please don't worry about that. We always do a lot of getting to know you stuff, trivia, knit-alongs, VKNs, which are virtual knit nights. Tiffany likes to do those um, to give people a chance to talk and get to know each other. So don't be scared if you don't know anybody coming or don't have any friends that are available to come with you because I guarantee you that you will make friends with people and you will have a great time anyway. Um, Tiffany and I are very big on making sure that our event feels very welcoming and not clickish. Um, we try to uh, discourage that click behavior because we know that it is it is common when people get together with friends that they don't see very often to be kind of excluding other people. So we really try to try to remind the attendees to be welcoming to everybody. And I don't think um, at least if if it's happened, I haven't heard about it. But anybody who's come by themselves, I think they've pretty much always had a great time. So don't don't worry about that. If that is something that's been holding you back, just sign up and come hang out with us. I promise you'll have you'll have a seat at our table. You're always welcome to sit with us. Uh, hear ye, hear ye! Time for announcements. Uh, the winner of the grand prize for 6 and 19, please contact me. At this point, it's been over two weeks. I have not heard from you. If I don't hear from you by February 15th, which is, 
Saturday, so that's one week from this recording. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to redraw and give someone else the grand prize, and that would be a real shame because you entered a lot of stuff. So please, please, please get with me. That's very important. Um, I don't, you've not purchased anything from me before, I don't think, and you never won a prize, so I don't have your address, so it's not like I can just mail your stuff. Um, it's always important on this podcast that you contact me, even if you know that I have your address, because I want to make sure that uh, your address hasn't changed. And I also want to know that you're still listening because prizes on this podcast are for listeners, active listeners. All right. The prize for January and February 6 and 20 is a pattern of the winner's choice from longtime podcast supporter and fellow podcaster, Winsweat Monique. Um, as I said in the intro, please make sure that you're going and checking out her stuff. She has a lot of beautiful patterns. She releases patterns extremely regularly. I'm sure something in her catalog will appeal to you. And if you work one of her projects up for the knit along, then you will get double entries. I think I forgot to mention that last time, but that is just the standard that I do whenever someone donates a pattern um, and they're a designer. NICU Noggins is in its fourth year. Please check out the thread linked in the show notes or you can just go directly to the Ravelry group and look for the thread. Um, all the details for what kind of yarn you can use, what kind of yarn you can't use, stitch patterns. I have um, done exhaustive searches and have links to lots of free, free and paid knitting and free and paid crochet patterns that will work for this knit along. Um, I really do appreciate you guys. Even if you just want to bang out one or two, that is just, it means a lot. They're great scrap busters. Um, it really means a lot. So thank you in advance for doing that. Um, in Color Street News, our Valentine's Day and St. Patty strips are available. Um, Valentine's Day, by the time you guys might hear this, unless you get them directly from me, which I only have a couple of the sets left, um, it might be a little late for that. But the St. Patty's Day strips, you still got about a month. So uh, they are super fun this year. There's some really, uh, they're really fun nail art. So I hope you'll check those out. We also have a February charity strip. Um, we usually take the holidays months off um, for uh, December and January, but we do have a charity strip for this month. It's called Helping Hearts, and $2 from the sale of each set gets divided between the Women Heart Foundation and the Children's Heart Foundation for Heart Health Month. Um, the Women Heart Foundation focuses on women who are living with heart disease and prevention, and the Children's Heart Foundation focuses on children who are born with congenital defects. And both of those provide education as well as support for families who are dealing with these medical crises. So we will be donating at the minimum of $100,000, so $50,000 to each charity. Um, the last few strips that we've done, we've actually gone above and beyond that. Um, they base it solely on our sales, So, and it is for the entire month. The strips will be available through the end of the month at the minimum, so any purchases made in February will uh, will go two dollars from each thirteen dollar set will be donated to that charity so and the set is really really pretty for this month it's a it's a metallic solid um kind of like a mauvey pink and it has um, some of the nails are solid um, with no decoration and then some have hearts on them and then a couple of the strips have sinus rhythm so they're also really great for you nurses doctors uh, medical caretakers um, anybody who deals with sinus rhythms hearts 
um, healthcare, they're a great way for you to show support for Heart Health Month and still have fancy nails in the process. So check out my Color Street site to see those. It's linked in the show notes. Or you can just type in pamperednailsbydana.com and that will take you there. And then my Facebook VIP group. Um, I have all of my current on-hand sets in my VIP group in the albums. You have to be a member to be able to shop directly from me. I'm not allowed to sell sets outside of that group. Um, unfortunately, not allowed to list them or offer any kind of deals. But I do have deals available in my group. Hint, hint. I also give away a lot of stuff. And we play games. And, and it's a fun community. I've really tried to create a, a place where we can talk about all kinds of stuff, not just nail polish. So go join that on Facebook if you want. You can also request a free Color Street sample um, at the link in the show notes if you haven't tried it yet. So I would love to send one out for you. I'm still looking to sell my motorized Fancy Kitty Kitten Drum Carter. I did have a couple of people contact me um, that were interested, but after I sent them the info, they didn't hear back from them. So I guess they decided against the purchase. So some info on it. It is the 9120 fine cloth. It is in fantastic condition. I was very, very gentle with it. None of the, none of the, the, um, none of the, uh, the carding cloth tines are bent. It is in beautiful condition. It is very, very clean. The, uh, drum carter also has the brush attachment. It has never had any allergen fibers on it other than alpaca and baby camel. That was years and years ago. Um, I've cleaned it very well since then, so the likelihood is of any stray allergen fibers is um, extremely limited. I personally am allergic to mohair and angora, so you will never find anything like that in there. Um, it's just, it's a very well-maintained piece of equipment. I take good care of my stuff, so... Um, I will include the cleaner brush and burnishing brush and a huge bag of fiber to get you started, including some fun add-ins for some smooth art bats. I'll also make myself available for chatting if you need tips or tricks or if you need help with something troubleshooting. I'm asking $6.75 for it plus actual shipping. This is a great deal. It's currently retailing for $825.95 plus $44.95 shipping on their website, and that doesn't include any of the extras. Um, so I don't know how much shipping is going to be, but I guarantee you it's not going to be the $200 difference. <laughs> so, um, I will basically PayPal you for the price of the Carter. And then, um, once I get it packed and ready to ship, I'll PayPal, I'll invoice you rather for the, um, or square, whichever one you prefer for the, um, actual price of the shipping. So, uh, I will, I would really like to sell it ASAP. Um, it is taking up space in my house. I don't, I'm not going to be using it anymore. Um, but I will entertain in-person pickup at the Smoky Mountain Fiber Arts Festival, which is my next show. If someone is interested, that's going to be there. Um, I would really prefer to get it out of here before the end of April though. So if anybody's interested or knows a fiber artist who might be, put them in touch with me, please. Uh, they can email me uh, through Ravelry or you can send an email to uh, just one more row podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget that I still have some awesome yarn available in my shop. And thank you for those who've bought already um, since my last podcast. I appreciate your continued support for Unwind. And I also wanted to include in the show notes uh, my bestie Tiffany's link. She is, um, she's put up her third podcast episode. She is the Project Bag. And she has uh, started a video podcast on YouTube. So I've got the link in the show notes if you would like to go watch her. 
All right, I guess that pretty much does it for me. Thank you so much to everybody for taking the time out of your day to listen. I hope you've enjoyed the episode. And as always, you can send me a note through Ravelry or comment on the show notes thread or make a blog comment, although I don't often, I don't see those as often as I should, as I should, I think. But anyway, you can uh, always find the show notes on the blog. But thank you so much. I hope everybody has a wonderful uh, rest of your Sunday or whenever you're listening to this, a wonderful day. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye.